from John chapter 14. Jesus answered Judas, not Iscariot, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I am going away and I am coming to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, because the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. We have a sermon helper this morning. In a few weeks, on my birthday, June 9th, we'll be celebrating Pentecost. We'll be trying to remember to wear red that morning. I'll remember because my hair will be red. We'll join together in worship, recalling the moment the Holy Spirit came to the apostles with noise and fire. It's one of my favorite church holy days. And sometimes, because we get so focused on major events like Pentecost, we tend to think of the Holy Spirit as someone who only comes to us with language and fire and accusations of drunkenness. <laughs> She's just trying to get up again. Yeah, she, yeah. yeah okay. She wants to wear that. <laughs> I am grateful for our readings from Acts and John today that remind us the Holy Spirit comes to us in other ways, too. Sometimes with laughter and joy. Sometimes the Spirit fills our dreams and gives us a vision for what to do next. For Paul and Acts, it's a vision in the night, a dream of a man calling out to him and begging for help in Macedonia. And so Paul and his companions make way. There's no pause, there's no discernment over whether this dream is really the best choice. Paul is nothing if not confident in most of what he does. So they set sail, and they find themselves in Philippi. And I'm really grateful to Barb for reading through our Acts reading today, because every single one of those cities is a hard one to read, and she did a fantastic job. So good job. I wonder about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit can call to us in our dreams. And maybe, for some of you, it is like Paul's vision, a convincing revelation of purpose that seems obvious and intense. But maybe it's more subtle, the Spirit speaking to you in the dreams of your heart. I think about our own ministry together and the way the Spirit has called our congregation from the dreams of individual members and small groups. Applying to the EOCA Hunger Grant to serve hungry children and youth in our community began as a Spirit-led hope and vision from one individual that grew into the hope and vision of many, and it's already growing into something more than we could dream on our own. Our new member connection ministry is just now starting as the dream of a few who felt the call to care for our Bethany family. From a few conversations at Women's Bible Study, the Holy Spirit's growing ideas and visions for how we care for each other. This year, during our council retreat, we invited the Holy Spirit into our conversation about dreams for our church, about goals and visions for the next five years together. From youth to our building, we were filled with hope as we looked forward to ways the Holy Spirit could be 
present with us here. And out of that conversation, our congregation, along with several other churches, will be participating with Longview Pride for the first time on June 8th, supporting members of the LGBTQ community in Longview, sharing that there is a place of welcome and grace for all people, sharing Christ's love with those who may have been told that they weren't welcome to it. And honestly, even our own rummage sale began as a vision for stewardship of our congregation and has become one of our largest fundraisers each year. All of this has the Holy Spirit's footprints and handprints and fingerprints all over it. Sometimes the Spirit's dreams for us, the Spirit's call to us, might seem big and life-changing, like a trip to Philippi. And sometimes those dreams come from individual people, from small groups, from conversations that lead us. The Holy Spirit calls us in our dreams, in our visions, in our hearts, calling us out onto the water, into the journey, both big and small. After Jesus tells his disciples his new commandment to love one another as he loved them, which was our reading last week, he tells them to keep his words and warns them that he can't stay with them forever. But Jesus says, The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Jesus tells his disciples, tells us that the Advocate is coming, the Holy Spirit, to teach us and to remind us of Christ's love for us and for all. Like a moment where something from Scripture jumps out at you, something you never noticed before. Like those moments when our hearts weigh heavy with wanting to live as Jesus lived, wanting to share love and grace with those who need it most. Like moments when we need the reminder of Christ's peace. Jesus continues and says, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not let them be afraid. Sometimes we experience the Holy Spirit as a reminder of Jesus' peace. Personally, this is the way I most often encounter the Holy Spirit, not with fire or languages, not with dreams or visions, but with silence, with comfort, with peace. Many of you know I just came back from a trip to Ohio where with my dad's side of the family and my sisters, we had some time of memorial and gathering together as we remembered my dad's passing. And as I was thinking about the Holy Spirit this week, I thought about this moment when my dad was in the hospital. My heart was troubled. I was afraid. Everything was overwhelming. Between traumatic experiences in the hospital and the navigating family relationships at home, I was just exhausted and broken and so scared. The night after my dad's first surgery, we were all gathered at my sister's house, and tensions got high and loud and stressful, and so I retreated to the one place that has always been my mobile church, my mobile temple, which is my car. I told Greg I just needed some space and some quiet, and as I locked the door, I cried. I played some of my favorite hymns on my phone. I prayed and prayed, and I sat in silence. There was no loud wind of fire that came to comfort me. There was no Apostle Paul in a sailboat. But in that silence was a reminder. At one point, it was so quiet, I could hear my own heartbeat. And in that still, small quiet, I felt the Holy Spirit reminding me, reminding me of Jesus' words, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. That moment 
of the Spirit's presence in my car didn't cure my fears for my dad. It didn't suddenly make everything better. The Spirit didn't fix the problems my family was facing. It was a simple reminder, though, the Holy Spirit saying, You are not alone. You are not alone. I wonder if all of the experiences we have of the Holy Spirit can be captured in those four words. At Pentecost, the apostles being filled with the Spirit, filled with language and fire that was not their own, as a reminder that God is with them on this next step of the journey. For Paul and his companion, for all who dream and feel called to serve in new and sometimes scary ways, a reminder that we are never alone in our ministry and the risks we might take in our lives together as the family of Christ. For the disciples hearing Jesus telling them of the Holy Spirit, knowing that there will always be a presence, a reminder of Christ's peace, of Jesus' words of love, even for the women who gathered by the water in our Acts reading, because it wasn't actually a Macedonian man that the Spirit called Paul to, but a group of Macedonian women. And even though reality didn't quite match up with his vision, Paul still preached anyway. And it was the Holy Spirit who opened Lydia's heart to hear his words eagerly, to hear the words that she was not alone, that she was loved, that Jesus came for her too. She listened eagerly to what was said by Paul. She invites Paul and his companions to stay with her, and the text says she prevailed upon them. <clears throat> we are not alone. We struggle sometimes to sense the Holy Spirit in our lives. We expect the Spirit to come to us in big or loud ways. Sometimes we struggle to go where we are called to find comfort in the midst of fear or heartache, to open our hearts to Christ's love for all people, Sometimes we struggle to believe that we are not alone. And Jesus knows. Jesus knows our struggle, and even before he leaves the disciples, Jesus reminds them that they will not be alone. Jesus is both going away and coming to them. And when Jesus does go, Jesus goes to the cross first for all of our struggles. Jesus dies and rises from the dead to bring our hearts peace. Jesus returns to his disciples to eat and drink with them, to remind them that even if they don't see him, they are not alone in this journey to tell them the promise of a new life. And even as Jesus returns to our Father, the Holy Spirit comes to us, teaching us, guiding us, reminding us that God does not leave us alone, so that like Paul, we might follow the Spirit calling to us to new places, to new people, even if our reality and our dream don't always match up. So that like Jesus' disciples, we can hear his words of love and grace and share them with the world, with the Holy Spirit helping us, teaching us, and advocating with us. So that like me in my car, we might experience the silence, the peace of Jesus, the Holy Spirit when we need it most. So that we might share that peace and comfort with others. So that like Lydia, our hearts might be open to this love, to this grace to this reminder that God, our Creator, Jesus, God's Son, and the Holy Spirit, our Advocate, are always with us and always prevails upon us. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Amen.